Hello, my name is John Sosha, the father of Jeremy Sosha, and I want to welcome you to the next exciting episode of the Infinite Rabbit Hole. back to another gripping episode of the infinite rabbit hole podcast i am your host jeremy and today we're going to dive into the world of flat earth why don't know actually i do know take that back it is in response to the hush hush society conspiracy hours newest episode or not newest episode i don't know when this episode is going to come out so it's one of their newest episodes they're part two of flat earth we were going to do a different episode today, and actually it was Kids Turn Up to Bat. Kid's going to jump in next time on the Infinite Rabbit Hole and bring us her newest topic, but I, I just had to do this because I've been holding off for just so damn long, but we'll get into that story here in a second. First, I want to bring in everybody and then bring in our guest. Uh, let's start with Kid. Kid, I brought you up. How are you doing today? I'm okay. Been better, but also been worse, so... Mm, I'm just surviving right now. You ready to get flat? I am. Yeah. <laughs> flat like a pancake. And then <laughs> the 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 next guy who believes in the firmament. Uh Jeffrey. Sir Jeffrey. Sir Jeffrey Flat Earth. Bro, why does everybody make these assumptions about Sir me, dude? Jeffrey of the Flat Earth? No matter how many times I repeat myself, people still say I'm a flat. And Earth moving man. on to Jake. Jake, okay. how are you doing today? Well, Whitney brought the ick home. Not maybe maybe COVID. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, and I'm wearing my shill hat, so I'm ready to defend the government and their interests. Um with whatever i need to in this topic so i'm sorry Jeff. i meant i meant no disrespect i just thought it no, was listen, hilarious that's okay because uh, for the record hilarious. for the record i am not a flat earther however i will take the role in taking down shill jake here mm. in his uh shillery so i will be defending the flat earth uh theory one of but us I'm, has yeah. sailed fifteen thousand miles nautical miles and not falling off the edge of the earth yeah. and that one of us has not he just fell off <laughs> just fell. Well, well we'll get to it buddy so jake you almost you didn't wait. you almost didn't make the episode today man you feeling better uh yeah i got i don't know i feel like i have some like nasal congestion cold thing whitney has something going on we got our covid tests in waiting on them to come back um but you, even if it's not COVID, I mean, the ick is around oh, at yeah. this time of year. So it's just, you know, if it's not that, it's something else. So whatever, you know. I got two kids in the house right now with the flu. So uh, I'm sure I'm going to get that here very soon. All right. So moving on. The yeah. reason why we're doing this episode is because of our guest, Dave. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you dave and welcome oh wait i or dave <laughs> I have no idea about doing this until what one o'clock today or something like i know that, dude so, yeah. on a whim dude on a whim i was like hey are you busy this afternoon <laughs> i can make it work <laughs> yeah. no There's dude i appreciate it <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> um all right yep, there they are to kind of get everyone caught up and uh up to speed of what's going on here I listened to an episode of the Hush Hush Society today, as I do very often. Um, they put out good quality stuff, and I, I like their shit. And the episode that they talked about today uh, was Flat Earth, their part two revisit to the topic. Um, Dave, if I'm if I'm in, if I'm correct, you guys revisited because uh, you guys got some hate mail, huh? Uh, yeah, we we originally did the topic in uh uh may of 2021 and we took a lava dump on the whole thing and it was <laughs> it just didn't feel fair and then well 
in my eyes, it didn't feel fair. I can't speak for the other two because they enjoy taking dumps on this no matter what. Um, but I I felt it needed a, a fair shake. And so I tried and tried and tried since at least, I want to say at least the beginning of August. Just not every day because I would lose my mind, but a couple times a week spending like an hour or two, a couple hours really diving into it and reformulating all the information that I had uh, accumulated the first time without being a sassy pants about it, I guess. I'd say. So, um, <laughs> so after years of study that you put into this, years and years and years, decades, some may say, <laughs> are you now a flat earther? No, but I'm open to conversation. <laughs> I, 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 uh, we have some things planned with our, uh, our show with some other shows where there's another flat earth episode coming out sometime in the beginning of the year. Um, and it's with, it's me against different types of flat earthers, uh, biblical flat earthers, uh, geo geocentric model flat earthers. Uh, and I'm terrified, but it's going to be a lot of fun. They're good people. Um, it's going to be a, a, a one part series of, three or four different episodes uh can't say too much about it right now but no dude that sounds freaking exciting out. Lie. yeah yeah it's been a couple months in the works and i can say it's like eight different shows all in one so it's a it's a major cluster but so you're just gonna get rammed by one show after another huh? yeah and speaking <laughs> of ramming you asked me what happened to hate mail um we very quickly after our episode back in May of 2021, uh, got an email from David Weiss, uh, as we uh, would, yes. I'm sure anytime some, anytime flat earth pops up on a feed, he's probably one of the first people to jump on that and listen to it. And, um, uh, he had an exchange with, uh, Mike via email and it was some name calling <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was, uh, it, it was, it, I thought it was funny because we were, you know, he called us all these names, morons and a bunch of paid idiots and whatnot. And uh, David, we get negative money on this show. So let me tell you, not paid. Oh, facts. Not paid opposition, <laughs> sorry. Uh, paying opposition, I guess you could say. Uh, and uh, we invited him in this episode to come on the show, or anyone to come on the show, because we'd really love to interview somebody that's like hell-bent on it and there's no other no other theory other than that uh but we'll see we just dropped it uh monday so it's uh it's gotten good reception though no hate mail yet good plays but they're coming keyword yet yet so let's go around the table real quick and just kind of get a, a base thought of where everyone sits on this topic because this is a a controversial topic, man. I hear from every single podcast that does the flat earth topic that they instantly become like the center of the universe of hate. Uh, <laughs> like everyone just jumps, jumps on the, the train and just, you know, goes to town on, on a podcast immediately after they drop an episode on flat earth. And we've held off so long on flat earth because I'm going to, I'll, I'll just go first. Not a flat earther, not in the least bit. I actually, this is one of those topics where I don't even want to waste my time doing research on it. Um, <laughs> just, just to be honest with you, I, I just don't believe it. Now, do I, will I accept anybody coming onto the show as a flat earther to kind of come on and try to change my mind with some facts and everything? Absolutely, for sure. I'm open-minded. Let's talk about it. Um, but for the most part, no, I, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's a waste of time, man. Just being honest with you. I really do. I think there's other things in this world that are much more fascinating. And uh, like you said in your episode there, David, um, or no, it wasn't you. I think it was uh, Mike, actually, who said, what's it going to change? Even yeah. even if the world is flat. Right? He didn't care. His, right. His, his thing. And that was even a year and a half ago as well. Uh, he was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so that was that was pretty much where he was at, and that's why he was pretty apprehensive. Uh, Frankie was on the fence, but he was pretty apprehensive to do it. He's like, I don't want to waste my time on this. I don't want to waste an episode. Uh, but 
I pushed him off the flat earth to do it. So, <laughs> so that's kind of how we landed here, right? Is because I don't want to do the research. I, I just don't. Uh, Jeff, I don't lazy. know. If, <laughs> I am <laughs> a little bit, but at the same time, like Jeff may or may not bring it to the table one day. And I'm sure he's going to do a hell of a better job than I am, or he's going to get a guest that can do a hell of a better job than I, I can. So I'm waiting for that because I want it to be a mind blowing experience. And I know Jeff's going to come prepared. Uh, speaking of Jeff, let's jump straight to you, man. Uh, are you, or are you not? Well, okay. Pancakes or muffins? Well, if you've listened to like pretty much any of the other episodes, you'd know that I'm not a flat earther. <gasps> That's not true. Which episodes? Our episodes or your episodes? Yeah, all of them. Even the Space is Fake episode. Right. Oh, I, I, I clear I explicitly say like I'm not a flat earther. I don't think I don't believe the earth is flat, right? My Dude, my stance like on this right my <laughs> my stance on this is a, it's kind of complicated, honestly. But honestly, it's that none of us know for one. And for any of us to assume that we would know, we would have to take just blind information from what I call the suits, right? The the lizard people. Okay. Alphabet boys, yeah. Right. Alphabet soup. Um so no, I'm not about that life. But the the question the problem I have is that most people who blindly say the earth's not flat because this, because that, they just don't even understand the model. Right. I've at least in, there's been a point in my life where I was a flat earther, right? So I understand the model to the point where I could explain it to some people, right? I can kind of dumb shit down so people get it. But yeah, that's the biggest problem I have. People will immediately say no because they don't understand the model. And I have a problem with that in itself. So I'm here to at least hopefully correct people's perception of the model if there is a misconception and then explain why that could be uh, a good question to ask, you know, why can't we see the curve or whatever the case may be, right? So that's kind of where I'm at. Perfect. I know exactly where we're going to start with this episode. Let's move on to Jacob. Uh, yeah, I mean, like even as a Bible-believing guy, you know, hearing other Christians that are flat earthers and their evidence from the Bible about how we know the earth is flat and stuff, like, I'm just uninterested. Like, that's pretty much, I'm in the same boat. What does it matter? You know, in the grand scheme of things, who cares? <laughs> you know, what does it matter? You know, it's, oh my gosh, we're going to find out the truth. And then, and then, you know, the other 98% of milk is going to be unlocked, you know, no, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but I, I'm open to the conversation because, and it's like most of the stuff that we, we deal with on here, it's like, we can't prove that Bigfoot exists. We can be pretty dang sure, you know. Jeremy has experience, but there's plenty of people that would say, oh, no, you mind playing tricks on you, or if there's no physical body, you're you're lying or whatever, you're misinformed or, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever. But the conversation is still cool, you know, even if, you know, Jeremy was the only one in here that believed in Bigfoot, which he's not, but the conversation would be cool to hash out. So this conversation is cool, but doing any sort of like deep dive in research into like proving or disproving for me, just uninterested in that. But I'll hear people out, you know? Hmm. All right, kid. Okay. I sit in this weird middle ground of like, I really don't care, but I still really want to know. <laughs> Like, like if space is, fake. I want the answer, right? Like, I, I really <laughs> could care less if space was fake, but I really want to know if space is fake. It's the same thing. Like, I also don't think I. I could really sit here. I could sit here and say that it wouldn't change my mindset on the world, but it probably would. I... In all honesty, I could. That's that you. That's almost like pun intended world shattering information <laughs> good one right good one. like <laughs> yeah well isn't it kind of like a defeating argument because really the most hardcore flat earthers the only way they would possibly believe that the earth was not flat was if someone launched them up 
in a rocket and they're able to look out the window and see the earth but even then and if they said hey turns out the earth is a globe none of their friends would believe it they'd be like oh you're a shill now you're lying to us we have to have the proof so it just (laughs) there's no way to get everyone on board anyway right and that's the hardest part that's the hardest part right because uh and it's not just from the flat earther's point of view it's from the what do they call them globe tards right (laughs) (laughs) it's the globalists (laughs) i laughed so hard when i heard that (laughs) um the globe tards like like myself um i'm i'm a cube earth guy so Earth. i actually go for the bottom of bikinis i like that shape so but anyways um geez now we're off point <laughs> anyways uh it's it's a difficult fight no matter what side of the field you're on right it doesn't matter you're going to tell me something and I'm going to go to the years of science and, and everything and uh, engineering and, and whatnot with my um, evidence. But at the same time, that same stuff that I sit there and quote when it comes to other conspiracies is the same stuff that I don't believe in when it comes to like the, you know, NASA landing on the moon or us landing on the moon or, uh, the JFK assassination or, you know, there's a lot of stuff where, you know, I would be like, Oh yeah. So you're going to trust the government, but yeah, I'm sitting here trusting <laughs> the government that, you know, the, the flat or the, the earth is, is round. Um, why would Elon Musk lie to us? I see, that's on. the thing. <laughs> why, not? <laughs> that's, why not? That's also the thing. It, well, no matter I mean, what, no matter can what the actual, but why wouldn't he? <laughs> can we just start? Can I, can I start with like the biggest thing, which is what Hold everybody on. pretty much said is why does it fucking matter? Last yeah. thing, last thing, <laughs> last thing. Okay, if it turns out that the world is flat, and the only way I want it to be flat is if there's actually more ocean and land past the ice wall. If mm. if that's true, fucking that's really cool. I dig that. I like that. You know, exploration is neat. But other than that, I mean, if it's just ice wall and we fall off into the into the great abyss, uh, that sucks. But anyway, that was my conclusion was if there is anything past that extra land and extra resources is definitely more of a fascinating uh, idea than I guess a lot. There's I mean, there's that's the thing. There's so many different arguments. And and even with other conspiracies, people in that same topic contradict each other with certain things and it makes one side it makes the people who are actually who might actually have valid arguments and maybe even some some types of you know factual information that they can actually show you look bad because then you have the other side that's just kind of spewing garbage and and uh i think for me when i when i i think when i say it probably it would definitely change everything because i mean you'd have economic collapse, social collapse, you know, religious collapse, there'd be all that stuff would would definitely just be shot in a way that we probably would never be able to understand because it's never happened to us in that sense. But I guess for me, the uh, would it matter? There's a lot of the arguments of, well, you're locked in this prison and you're it's a spiritual prison or, or whatnot. And uh, for me, I think it's I think it would be fascinating either way. If we're actually on a planet spinning through whatever, that's still pretty fascinating compared to whatever the shape is. So for me, I've gotten off of the point of the shape and more of the how much is how much are we being lied to about about this stuff? And I've I kind of veered off of like is it is it flat? Is it a muffin? Is it a pancake? Is it a, a velociraptor? You know, like or is it a, a pear shape like Neil deGrasse Tyson says? Uh, the shape for me doesn't matter as much. It's more, more the like why now. Grass Titan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, well, he's a little mic drop. He's isn't it, isn't it like <laughs> more oval, more egg shaped. Yeah, handsome though, handsome man. No, not, not that either. Uh, Oblong. Um, all right. Uh, the ice wall on the other side of that is either where the reptilians are. Or the White Walkers. Either way, I can't see anything good being on the other side of the ice wall. I'm Team White Walkers. I think they'd be. Pretty- <laughs> <Team White Walkers. laughs> 
but <laughs> I want to be one. <laughs> is, it is not interesting that they do that in pop culture, though. They they hint towards things like that just to that that is interesting. Maybe it's to make and, fun and, of people. It, you know, very well could be, but I think that there's a mix of that. It's a bit of mocking, <clears throat> and it's also a bit of uh, seed planting and indoctrination. Indoctrination. It's a lot of it. You know, it's a, it's a mix of everything. But um, it's interesting that they do that. That's all I'm saying. So first thing I would like to say, well, not the first, but one thing I would like to say before we get really hot into this topic uh, is I'd like to apologize to the travelers of the infant rabbit hole because you're not going to get a a deep explanation of exactly what uh, we're talking about. Like if you're listening to this and you don't know anything about flat earth and you're like, what the fuck is a flat or the ice wall, right? Uh, First of all, get out from underneath the rock you've been living in the last five years. (laughs) There's, there's, um, a, yeah. there's, a, there's a couple options I mean, for you, right? You can Google it um, or you can head on over to Hush Hush or even uh, Shadow Band. Uh, head on well, over to us. You don't want to hear our explanation. Well, <laughs> I mean, every every we'll single it, podcast in the history of podcasts have done this at some point. Like, I'm sure Rogan has touched on Flat Earth 20 times he, by now. Uh, no, nah, he doesn't want to touch it. Anytime somebody, I think Eddie Bravo brings it up and he's just like, shut up. Like really? I think he just he, yeah, he I've never seen him want to touch it. I think he'll bring it up. He brought it up randomly once with Neil deGrasse Tyson, and he was just like, he shot it off. Um, yeah, it's such a political topic. It's it's nuts. It, it is like you you become public enemy number one as soon as you start talking about it, which gives um, it weight. It does. It does. And one hundred percent. That is the the most intriguing thing about it. All right, Jeff. I know I kind of got a little long winded there, man, but let's go ahead and get into why is it important. Well, I mean, I think uh, Dave kind of touched on that already a little bit, but you know, it is it is something to think about if we do come to some realization that we are in some enclosed space, right? Whether it is flat or not, like if we realize, even if it's like in that cartoon, I forget what it is, where the earth is like in the confined cube, you know what I mean? And it's like, we're quarantined, you know, like if we find out anything like that, then that just changes like everything we understand about our existence in the universe. Right. Cause as of right now, as a whole, as a species, we all know that we're the only thing out there. Now we might believe and think and wonder and wish there might be other shit out there, but we know that there's not of as of what we know, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? From our perspective. Right. So if we realize that something is not only out there, but is so superior to us that it has enclosed us in some kind of enclosure since the beginning of our existence, like that's, that's important. I think there's nothing more important than that on some level not to say that we should stop everything and focus on that but that information but would be the most important what about asteroid craters what do you mean all over the place there's all types of lakes and stuff that used to yeah, be that were listen, big old giant the, holes from this things is hitting the, the earth this is the thing right it's um we can go down a list for days and days and days about what about this what about that from both sides like you can list. point out you can point out things that prove bring out this list space is real and <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you you could go okay. down the list forever and i can go down a list forever and we could do this for days you think like a like a container like on uh space balls where they have to open it up and vacuum out all the air <laughs> <laughs> but yep. anyways listen the point is like i don't think we should just get caught in the weeds doing that like Oh, what about this? What about what? How? What about this? You know, that's pointless. People do that shit all day. But the point is that information would be the most important information that humankind ever had if that information came out. So I don't disagree with you. I don't because it would be absolutely huge. But the thing is, is like, what does it matter to me? Right. What does it matter to Jeremy? It doesn't. Uh, it may matter to my kids or my grandkids or my great grandkids or whatever, because we know that there were there were lifetimes or, or generations before us. Right. We know that it, it was there. I mean, the amount of detail that would have to be placed into reality, you know, if this isn't a simulation of, you know, 
dead corpses and the the history that we're that we're taught and and uh, everything that we've we've been through the detail would be way too much for it to be all faked that's one thing that i just want to get out of out of the way real quick is that a lot of people go go around and they say oh well the government uh doesn't want you to uh to 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 wipe your butt you know so they uh or they do want you to wipe your butts they give you toilet paper right or or, Except for uh, two years ago when there wasn't any. Nobody wanted that. But I mean, the, the thing is, is, you know, a lot of people blame the government for everything. And this is the most shill thing that I'm probably ever going to say on this fucking show is the government isn't they don't fucking care about the details like that. They just don't. They can't do it. And I'm going to be honest with you. Most of them aren't fucking smart enough to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So to move forward, right. If if I if I find out in my time my time here on Earth that um, the Earth is is flat and there's this whole other world beyond the ice wall, what does that do for me? Am I ever going to be able to go there? Am I ever going to be able to check it out? Not at all. My kids probably won't even be able to check it out. My grandkids might not. And you're talking centuries before anybody's got free access to anything. If not, never. Right. And it just disappears again. But where, you know, someone could be listening to this and be like, well, dude, you're obsessed with Bigfoot. But the thing of difference about Bigfoot is that if we discover Bigfoot, we could do something with it right now. And that's another thing that. Stuff I talk- it. Well, that's that's one thing I talked about. It. Oh, my in- goodness. <laughs> that's bad, dude. What a dick. No, these are, that's these are we simple. Can do with it. Simple I'm not, animals. I'm not saying it's a good idea. It's just an idea, right? Look. Taxidermy is a thing, okay? No. <laughs> I disagree 100%. Do you? Yeah, 100%. I, I guarantee you that if somehow, and again, I'm not saying this is the case, but if, if the information came out tomorrow and it said, hey, guys, guess what? There is an ice wall and there is extra land out over there. Uh, continent size. Continents size, right? A whole other world over there on the other side. That information came out tomorrow, I guarantee you. If not people in our generation, like you said, your kids or grandkids would be exploring that. So that that right there is so, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like this that that is so incredibly important, especially for what humans are and what we have been forever. Right? That's what we do. We explore. We find, oh, there's new shit for me to go look at. Well, let's go look at it. You I know? I don't doubt that they'll have a caravan of people heading straight for the ice wall, Naruto running right at it. Sure. I get that, right? That's going to happen. It? But is it a uh, hefty climb? I don't know. No idea, right? Mm. It's so, like I said, nothing that I've ever looked into. I, I like what Dave brought up uh, in their episode is that, you know, somebody could have seen an ice shelf and thought of it as a wall. It makes a lot of sense. Um, but, but, um, I get that, Jeff. I do. But the thing is, is that if if that's the case, if there is land beyond extraterrestrial, right? Extra Terra. I love that. I think it's dumb. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> somebody already knows about it. It's already been discovered. It's already been, uh, you know, it's probably developed. You know, if uh, most likely there, there's already something living past and there keeping us here for resources. Yeah, it's it's probably more of a wasteland than this fucking place is. To be honest with you. I think the opposite. Um, what if we're what if we're the what if we're the wasteland? We're the quarantine zone. Everything out there is so super advanced. Ten thousand years more advanced. That's Atlantis. And that that's you know I'm I'm happy that you brought that up because that is one of the things that. You know, you have all of these ancient civilizations that are constantly talked about throughout history or, you know, quote unquote history like Atlantis. This is just an example. But there's countless amount of of civilizations just like Atlantis that we can't find. Right. They're there or they're they're in our history. People have written about them. People have talked about them. They've been passed down verbally and written. But we can't find them. Where are they? We don't know. Right. Um a lot of people Little. are very quick to just throw Atlantis to the, to the curb and say, this never existed. Maybe it, it does exist past the ice wall. I don't believe it, but I little mean, known fact, be. Amelia Earhart actually flew over the ice wall and then her plane crashed. And that's why she could never come back. That's not it. 
No, it's true. I heard that the other day, actually. That's oh, not just, the first I'm time I've heard it, something yeah, like that. Cool. I can't remember where <laughs> I heard that, but something there's some conspiracy theory where she went on some flight, discovered mm-hmm. something, and then died. Yeah. Suddenly disappeared and died. So there is a conspiracy theory there. Well, Jake's on died something. to died to everybody else. Um, but what about all the like hundreds of thousands of people? I don't want to say millions because I I don't have the numbers. That's this might be even high, but let's say hundreds of thousands of people that have had uh, private plane licenses, private aircraft licenses, and fly around all over the place, and uh, private ships, and sail around all over the place. Like my best friend from high school, his dad has been continuously sailing around the world for the last 15 years. He, they, he retired, sold his house, his parents got a divorce. And he sold the house. He was constantly renovating boats, got a big old boat, renovated it out, and he's been sailing around the world. He posts pictures on his Facebook all the time of this is where I'm at, this is where I'm at, all sorts of stuff, right? But none of them have ever been like, here's a picture of the ice wall. Well, paid opposition. Duh. Wow. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Enough money to tell him not to say anything about the ice wall. Yeah. So... There, there most definitely is like an ice, like a a shelf of ice. You know, if you go, if you go to Antarctica, I have not been to down south, but I have seen National Geographic videos Mm. with David Attenborough talking about this and that, right? And the, the there's a giant ice shelf, right? And in some places, you would, like you said, if you sail across up to that, especially 500 years ago, you'd be like, fucking ice wall. Right. Um, so, you know, people, you could sail around the, the world and not ever see Antarctica. Dang, that's a big ice wall. Like, the, I don't understand. I, I guess I don't understand the question. I thought you were going to actually ask, like, how come they don't sail off the edge? And I'm, then I was just going to immediately tell you, you have no idea what the uh, the model looks like. But No, it was, it was where's the, the pictures of, like, the the wall with something on the other side or something like the, that like flying around being like oh crap it's, it's not like a wall. wall it's not like a wall and then there's shit on it it's not like uh game of thrones where literally is just our land a wall and then more other shit land no it's well, like you say a wall and i know what a wall looks like and that's what a wall looks like it, it's like the ocean <laughs> and then that that ice shelf of antarctica okay. the, the coastline yeah. of antarctica right they're imagining that it wraps around the earth and that that's kind of like the the high end of a bowl in the ocean is the lo- the water, right, in a bowl, if you imagine. And then there's hundreds, thousands of miles of ice, you know, plateau of ice, just, you know, mountains and shit, right? Pyramids, mm-hmm. right? Let's not forget. And then maybe there's more land 10,000 miles that way, I guess, right? Some number. It's basically a big plateau, okay. But... Giant glacier. Imagine a glacier that just covers fucking what you would think of the size of Antarctica, I suppose. And then just you, now there's more land. You believe in like the ring theory, right? Or that's the model you're referring to where it's like, here's us. And then there's another ring and another ring and another ring. Uh, again, belief is, a, no, not well, believe, that's, but that's the thing that you were talking about, right? That's one of a the couple model. of models that I, that I could stand behind to a certain degree. Yeah, sure. Hey everybody, bear with us while we take this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We also have a, a lot of people. I mean, I just looked up real quick uh, how much Antarctic cruises are um, for one person, and they're around fifteen G's just for the cruise. Jeez. So a lot of people just, just don't see have nothing. that. <laughs> just don't have that pocket money to go check it out for themselves. And uh, and like we've said on multiple occasions on Antarctic episodes, uh, flat Earth episodes, even Hollow Earth episode, uh, Antarctica sucks. Yeah, like nobody is gonna go there. And if you're a private, if you own like a 
a Cessna, you ain't getting there. So, you know, you got to have some, you got to, those flights are long, especially if you're going, you know, even just flying, getting it, getting to it, and then flying over the ice wall. That would be definitive proof if you can get to it and then see it either, it either Mm. curves like a continent or it curves all the way around and keeps going like what you'd see on, on the circular model Mm. for flat earth. And that would be definitive, you know, but nobody has pictures of it. Just like, I think, I think it goes back to the, to the lying and my most intriguing part of it is the whole resources, fossil fuels. We're running out of this. We have, you know, we're killing the yeah, earth. That's, um, that's horse crap, but you know, we're, we're, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Carter said it that we were in 10 years, we're all going to be baking, you know, it's going to be like Venus. We're, we're, we're fucked. And, uh, we're clearly not. And, uh, the you know there's but there's unlimited resources behind this wall and that would be intriguing especially with current events and uh the way things are going it really does kind of look like people are just bullshitting us or we're just being trolled on every level it's not a globe or it's flat you know it's something else entirely like uh it's a velociraptor i'm telling you a realm who says it's a realm (laughs) i forget which uh I say that shit all the time, but Sam Tripoli says that all the time on, on yeah, his I believe show. Yeah, he says that. Um, but it's a. No, but cool. what? What's the? I guess what would what would you define as a realm? You know, like is it a you know like the Truman Show? You know, is it just an area that's enclosed? Uh, but that's that's my that's my most intriguing part is why, and you have to go all the way into like the Antarctic Treaty and why the Pentagon owns a piece of the pie and all these other nations and. Why can't you go there? I, I think the the conspiracy theory of you being shot at going there is horse shit. I don't think you're gonna get shot at because uh just the one of the one of the baseball, the San Diego Padres pitcher was there throwing baseballs the other day and they filmed him doing it, but he might not actually be in Antarctica. I mean, we he could be paid opposition yeah. as well. You never know. Well, you can go to Antarctica, but, yeah. but they're gonna bring you to a, a very select location. It's just like any any like you're saying with the cruise. If anybody's ever been on any cruise to anywhere, like the cruise doesn't just Take go you, wherever you want yeah exactly you're you're you brought to a very curated location with curated events for you to partake in like you're you're not seeing like the shitty parts of town or whatever oh. you know what i'm saying like dude so, I, I, I did a detachment to uh the bahamas for two weeks um to uh andros island and uh or autech rather and it was like a third world country like people had, we were flying over in our helicopters and people have tarps for roofs and all sorts of stuff. And we weren't allowed to leave the base. And then you could see the other island where that was the fun area and stuff. And people are like over there blowing thousands of dollars. You're absolutely right. They're not going to show you any of that stuff. No. Honestly, Antarctica would be the best place for the hollow earth, you know, Admiral right. Bird well, and all that. I put a picture in the chat and I also sent one to you, Dave, as well in, in the Facebook chats. And, um, you know, just a quick, picture i found just to give you an idea that there is like some kind of wall idea right this idea of an ice wall does exist you know and and, you know that could be anywhere 150 200 feet high depending on where you are right so it's a big ice wall that exists down there and then that plateau that you're seeing in that picture that again could go on stretch for thousands of miles before you could get to the potential extra terra right that's how big of a wall we're talking about here. So no, nobody's going to fly over it and be like, oh, I saw some shit on the other side, you know? Well, without <laughs> without digging into it and hearing the 10,000 miles of ice, you say a wall. It's like, well, how big of a wall are we talking about? Now you know. Not a cliff. <laughs> That's what that is. 10, An ice cliff. 10,000 mile thick glacier ice wall. Yeah, That's what we're talking about. So thick, like 15 seas. <laughs> i thick, i don't I, the image is a legitimate picture it looks like it probably is but i mean that could just be a chunk of ice that just dropped off man i mean they, sure, they talk no. all they talk all the time about miles long chunks of ice just dropping off bro bro um, again we're i think the the words are what the problem is it creates right. a specific perception in your mind everybody thinks like you're saying one thing when you're meaning another thing like you know, let me just find So that. what I'm picking up on here is Jeff saying wide, Jeremy saying long. Those are two different things. 
Here, two I just put another picture. Things. Here's another picture. Okay, just to give you an idea of scale and how people would think that there's like an ice wall here. Like this is a wall. And again, there's places where it's smaller and there's places where it's bigger. And we'll put these pictures in the in on the Facebooks for people to see because obviously we're talking about pictures for 10 minutes. But Well, that's what's on the other <clears> side of this crappy tent city in this picture. Right. But again, you know, we're, you <laughs> can't just show up. Here's the thing. You, you and I cannot just take a boat and just go hang out, get up that wall and go do this. You can't do that, first of all. Why not? Now, are they going to shoot at you? Probably not. Because they know that even if you tried to trek... Like the distance that you're seeing there in the in the background you to go die. see what might be beyond, you're gonna yeah, you die. Might you might yeah. not. You <laughs> you're not gonna make it. So Why they're not? not gonna do anything. If you shot, I'll at take REI, Bear Grylls with fun. me. Tear, take Bear, right. Bear Grylls and his camera crew in his mobile hotel. We can be Bear, Bear Grylls is full of shit. Yeah, he's useless. <laughs> that guy stays in a Best Western and then he's jumping off a cliff well, at 7 listen, p.m. I would, the next day. I would take Les Stroud, but we're going to be doubling back every single time for his camera equipment, all right? I just want the film crew for Bear Grylls. Let's do it this way. <laughs> Anyways, so that's definitely an ice shelf. And to be like... You know what the flat earthers refer to as the ice wall. That's not it. That's, I mean, that looks like. That's what I'm telling you right now. As a former flat earther, that picture, those pictures literally are what is considered the ice wall. Yeah. Okay. Now you're right. Yes. That could just be a giant glacier. Maybe it's a mile long. Maybe it's 10 miles long. Maybe it's, maybe it's a thousand. Maybe that's the literal edge the coastline of massive pieces of Antarctica, which it is, right? So mm-hmm. again, the, the, the idea is that Antarctica, you have to understand the map, right? I, a, I understand the map. I've seen the map. Okay, so I've seen it. This you've, is the idea of the ice wall. So that, that's my whole point, is that the ice wall is this massive thing. It's not this idea that Jake was saying before. That's my only point about this. All right. All right. So, so we're having a circle argument about what a wall is. Um, Dave, what were some of the things that you guys talked about on your episode of like, because Jeremy hinted at it with me over the phone. He said that you had kind of like a list of like the most common or or most hard, the hardest to debunk like uh, arguments from flat earthers. Uh, from, from what Can we I... talk about the math? The math of like the curve? Yeah, the parabola thing. That was interesting to me. Yeah, that was something that uh I mean, I'm bad at math, like like I said many times in that episode. Um, but living on the western side of the United States and literally being able to I mean, I can see the ocean from my house, uh the whole entirety of, you know, this coast uh was I was trying to do the trying to do the math. Obviously, I don't have any equipment to do the math. Um, but when you're looking, I think one of the things that I had taken as an example was seeing aircraft carriers go. I, I don't want to say go over the horizon because then that that starts the whole where they back start and to forth. float. It starts well when you when you watch them go past your point of vision. Um, I I. And what is it supposed to be? Every 10 miles is 66.6 feet. I think that was an intriguing number, too, that I think a lot of people, they they perk up when they hear that. And they're like, oh, we got some we got some numerology going on. Um, I, I mean, you guys would know more than me, but from my understanding, uh, a flight deck to waterline is like 60 to 90, 90 feet. Yeah. Uh, and then <clears throat> from the top, from that fl- from the flight deck to the top of your radar is probably the same height. I would imagine. So you're looking at 180. I don't know how tall an aircraft carrier is, uh, but I would probably. say probably 150 to 180 feet mm-hmm. above the waterline. Um, and you're watching them go, and you can track them uh, out. And, you know, there's especially, uh, you know, there's some apps. I, I had the app earlier. I wanted to get it, uh, but I couldn't find it because I used it when I was doing this uh, this research. But there's an app where you can actually, you know, see how far out they are and uh i'm sure you can use a sextant too if you really really wanted to uh but some of these uh some of these ships are you know 20 30 some because they do a lot of the drills off the coast of san diego i think 
around 50 miles out. And some of these ships, I mean, you need, you need, you need really good optics to go that far, obviously to see that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can still see them, but if you're going, you're only seeing like itty bitty portions of the top. And I want to reiterate, you cannot see the curve at ground fucking level, even if it's on the ocean. Like, you're not going to be able to see that. Like, there's no possible way. And most likely, probably from it, probably even at 30,000 feet. I think I have seen it even before I even knew about this, the flat earth theory, you know, well over a decade ago. And I have some pictures, but I have also been told that, uh, no, it's just the window of the plane that makes it look like that. And I'm like, oh, the, you know, the, and then it's, you get, you start to go down the rabbit hole of, uh, well, the airlines are in on it too. And they make the windows like that to make it your perception different. And I've had that argument with people. I don't believe that, that that's something that's, that's happening. Um, but the whole, you know, I take, uh, the Chicago skyline, for example, um, what is it? The Willis tower. I think I called it the Sears tower in our episode. I'm still living in the past. Right. Uh, I think it, I think Frankie had said it, it's, uh, I'd have to go into Google earth and, and do the measurements, but it's a certain amount of miles, but those building, I mean, buildings are like what? 1400 feet high. Mm-hmm. So no matter every, t- if it's, if it's 66 feet, every 10 miles, you got to go a hell of a, you got, if you got to go a hell of a distance before you can't see those buildings. And there's a lot of arguments that, you know, you can see the buildings. Well, yes. You can because it's they're fucking huge if you've ever been to Chicago or New York City. I mean, those buildings are massive. And like David Weiss says, well, I could see New York from Connecticut. Yeah, no shit. It's 25 miles away. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> you know, I saw it, I saw smoke from 9-11 when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, no shit. Um, but I'm not good at math. So if you're doing that, that that equation, what is it? Uh, let me pull it up just so I... Uh, can I? So, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. While, while you pull that it. up, let me, um, because you you kind of mentioned the uh the the seeing the curvature from planes and and all that kind of thing, right? And you know, I just want to remind people that if you are one who trusts the experts, um, and good for you, right? Then I, I would trust assume, the experts. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I would assume that you you might enjoy talks from people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, the sh- no, 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 or okay. the shows, or maybe not him. Particular, but you know, you respect his his knowledge and these things and his opinion, his word, right? Well, he has said more than once that you cannot see the curvature of the Earth from a plane. In fact, that dude, uh, uh, the Red Felix, Bull, Felix Bumgarner, yeah, or whatever the guy he was. couldn't see the curvature at his height. He was at twenty five thousand feet. Yeah. So every time somebody says that to me, like I've been on a plane, but you never on a plane, but you see the curvature. I'm like, but you're dumbass. You've never seen the curvature. So your eyes are probably because, playing tricks on you. Yeah, you know, I think it's, it's because of how far a human being can actually see. It's all um, a perception issue. That's it's like, it's I, like I like that meme where it's like a basketball and the guy's taking the camera and zoomed right in. He's like, see, even a basketball is flat. It's that's just you've gone so far in on a certain perspective. Of course it's gonna be flat. Of course it's gonna be flat. Like Yes. I that that come on. There's no way to determine from anything that we can get in and go look from with our own eyeballs. If it's like just by looking at it for a curve, like we can't do that. There's just nothing that you or I or anybody that we know can do to do that. Not now, maybe in a hundred years. Uh, yeah. So I, it's so hard because I just, I just don't know where to start. My head hurts right now. And, and, and I was going to say, Jeremy, it looks like your brain's melting a little bit. No, it's it's just, you know, it's it's tough because at the same time, like I was telling Jake today, it's going to be hard for me to stay like polite. <laughs> no, man, say say what you think, bro. I mean, like, listen, here's you know, the thing, bro. We, well, we have gonna, to remember, he's like, going to throw insults, not nobody here. Nobody in this in this call right now is uh, so tied to being a flat earther that you would offend anybody i'm not a flat Wait, earther I just, no it doesn't no no, no, no i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not talking about you jeff jeff oh, okay well, i'm, I'm, well, I'm comfortable with you but it out, I, bro. let's go i could yeah, care we'll less grill if you, I, jeff we don't care i could care less if i <laughs> if i hurt your feelings i'll say i'm sorry give you a nice big hug and a fat kiss next time i see you or if i ever see you uh 
and and all 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 will be good. But the thing is, is that you know we have we have listeners, right? I don't know who ninety nine percent of them are, um, and who knows, some of them may be flat earthers, and I don't want to give the perception that I don't want to hear about uh, what their beliefs are. Or that that I will not be open to having a flat earther on the show because absolutely, like if there's a flat earther out there that wants to come on the show and thinks that they have some some good evidence and and whatnot and, and can have a an adult conversation about it, by all means, come on on. You know, uh, just know that my point of view is not going to be your point of view, um, and that's okay. You know, someone can come on and say that I'm a fucking idiot because of my point of view, and that's fine as long as they don't do it through a fucking email. I swear, uh, <laughs> people that hide behind email, Dave, David Weiss, if you're listening, don't fucking email me. Uh, Call him. Yeah. Text him. No, come on the show and tell me I'm a fucking idiot. Leave us a voicemail. Please, leave us a voicemail. Often. But the, the thing is, is that some of these, some of these points that are brought up by flat earthers right and i haven't really heard one yet that really makes me stop and think uh i mean there's a couple that i'm like hmm maybe and then you know you think about it and it's it's simply dismissed um like the one thing that i i was really excited to talk about right was the the flights or the aircraft flights in your episode there dave uh, if you can just briefly tell the listeners what the what the argument was here from a flat earther's point of view, and then I'll kind of fill in the rest. Um. Okay. So before uh, two things before yeah. before I go into that, uh, from a lot of those experiments, uh, where you can see the Chicago skyline from across Lake Michigan, is generally about fifty miles. So if doing the math you should lose about 335 feet of a building that's almost 1500 feet high. So most definitely you are going to see 90% of the skyline of that city because most of those buildings are 800 plus feet high. Well, not Uh, just that, but also if you, you also got to think about, I can't remember which, which theorem it is, but there's one of the Einstein's theories of relativity uh, where he literally talks about gravity pockets and how light will bend around sources of gravity. And I understand, you know, Jeff can sit there and say gravity is fake and, and whatnot, and blah, blah, blah. But even in your episode, Dave, there was conversations about how the thickest water is always at the bottom. The the easiest water to, to move around in is at the top of it. But then you even go into other layers, right? Uh, the, the, the air that we breathe at ground level is much easier on our body. But as soon as we go higher and higher and higher, uh, it becomes less dense and ex- we can expand and basically explode from the outside in or from the inside out, where if we go to the deepest parts of our ocean, we'll get crunched like a tin can. Um, and that has to deal with gravity. And gravity is just a word. It's, it's a word to describe an action or describe a property that we don't understand. Right. Even scientists will come out and say, we don't understand gravity. We know that something's there, right? Whether it be the electric universe that some people believe in or something more uh, simpler as in like the the standard quote unquote definition of what gravity is, it exists, right? So when you look over the, the, another thing too is that I just don't believe that flat earthers understand the concept of pi, right? 3.14. And if they ever took a, a math class maybe they would understand a little bit more about how pi works um but basically that's the gist of you know if you're standing at point a and you're looking at point b 50 miles away um it's not an addition equation it's a multiplication equation with decimals that are far beyond uh anybody that that that's even even the smartest people will have uh difficulties putting that together without certain um va- uh, values right so but to get back into um i i don't know man i, I feel like i'm just kind of talking in circles here and well, then we just... have a uh, the, the the equation 
before I go on to the before we tap into what you wanted to say about the flights, the equation uh-huh. uh, was something that uh, I had seen, and it was the first time I had ever heard somebody that wasn't a wasn't a flat earther uh, kind of give an opposition. Uh, it was on the Michael Startan podcast, and apparently, you know, he he's a pilot. The other guy on the sh- on the show was an F A eighteen pilot, and they both said that that equation is for calculating a parabola, not a sphere. Mm-hmm. And that he said, so that is entirely, which which does make sense because it, the, it goes into the flights. So the Earth, I mean, you see it, you've seen planes take off. I mean, you guys have been around even smaller jets than 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 commercial commercial airlines. They are, we are insignificantly small yes. compared to the, the realm that we're on or in or, uh and the the one of the things that i've always heard is that you know well if the earth was a sphere wouldn't the nose have to be pitched down or else it'd fly into space and i think that that's the bottom of the aircraft is always relative to the center point that it's that it's at so if the aircraft you know obviously if you bank right bank left it's going to turn but if you're going straight um you're you're always the way that i described it was you had a ball and it's always going the same it's not going to go straight off into space which uh what's that relative motion you know but you guys would know more you guys have been in planes quite a bit much much more but the other argument is is that there's a lot of commercial pilots that are like yeah it's fucking flat and you're like wait wait wait." like like and then you got guys that are like i don't want to talk about it so there is Let's, there is an argument between both sides and let's, me thinking a plane will just shoot off. No, I don't think that's going to happen, but let's, let's knock this out of, out of the way. Right. Uh, pilots. Most of them are very smart people. Most. Not you have all to be, I would imagine. No, no. you don't. <laughs> no. Um, okay. the, mo- some you don't of even them, have to be good looking. Some of, yeah, Which you don't have to be Tom Cruise. Um, no. Some of them you don't are have complete- to play volleyball. <laughs> complete idiots okay the amount of times and most yeah. of them do a lot of drugs just saying <laughs> i wasn't just throwing that, that out far, there for but, everybody um most of them don't can't they don't have common sense okay they have book sense and well, they have instruments that tell them what to do constantly well, the, and a not book just, that tells them what to do constantly it, the thing is is that <laughs> Flying an aircraft is bar is Barney down so much that a layman should be able to go out and do it, right? Uh, at some point, you know, having a non-commercialized aircraft in every household might be a thing, and it probably wouldn't be that bad. Um, it's I've met some dumb fucking pilots, man, especially in the military. I mean, I'm I'm sure that the civilian sector is just as bad if not worse um the the amount of people that literally don't understand that they have to flip a switch to turn on a light uh is ridiculous or something won't work in off position it's like oh, uh, oh yeah. no. it's in oh it's, <laughs> the switch is in off what does that mean uh, how many times i've been asked that is fucking dumb off <laughs> dude off it means it's off <laughs> No, yep. you laugh. You laugh, but it's serious. I've gotten maintenance action forms, maintenance request forms saying that this this box wouldn't work in OFF mode. And I'm like, this is off. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it wouldn't work. Okay. So it makes me never want to fly again. Not not all pilots are fucking geniuses. Okay. That's just number one. Okay. They're people just like you and me are. Like, I mean, there, there's the average Joe out there, uh, you know, believes in some form of fucking conspiracy. And I, I, my goal was to get into the national forestry system so that I can, you know, use it as a way to hunt Bigfoot. Right. Uh, if somebody is a flat earther or is interested in that such topic makes sense to be a fucking pilot, you know, because you're just going to expand upon your own beliefs. But, to talk about the systems a little bit inside of an aircraft, uh, the first thing that you, a lot of people need to understand is that 
you know, a lot of shows will will joke upon uh, autopilot or use the term autopilot. Autopilot isn't something where you just flip the switch and the aircraft just goes where you want it to go. It's not like that. Okay, your car uh, can't even do that, right? So, well, most cars can't do it. I guess there's a lot of cars that can do it now. Um, but that's not how it works, right? So autopilot basically is a system that's actually called AFCS or AFCS. And there's three different kinds. It depends on what aircraft you're you're dealing with. There's the digital and the standard form, uh, DAFCS and SAFCS. Uh, digital or standard automatic flight control systems. And basically think of it like this. Okay, this is a system that takes pressure readings from all over the aircraft through what's called static ports, right? And through that, they can put the correct amount or the correct hydraulic pressure into certain portions of, or certain uh, what we call flight controls on the aircraft. Flight controls are your major controls used for directional flight, right? You have your rudders for your left and right. You have your elevators for your up and down. And you have your ailerons for barrel rolls, right? Um, side to side barrel rolls. And when the aircraft is feeling pressure, whether it's through ram air, which is the air that's forced upon the nose of an aircraft in uh, forward flight, or uh, barometric pressure uh, issues such as going through clouds or thunderstorms or turbulence, um, and then a wind speed. I mean, the, the amount of things that could be put onto an aircraft uh, that the pilot doesn't have to deal with is numerous. And basically, it the AFCA system takes that away from the pilot and automatically applies it to the aircraft itself. Okay, so as it's using all these different kinds of instruments, whether they're gyros, static ports, altimeters, uh, barometers, all kinds of different things, uh, it's reading what's going on around the aircraft and it's putting the pressure into these flight controls to keep it stable at a specific uh, um, altitude. altitude. Thank you. So uh, a lot of aircraft are set to a specific altitude and there's two different kinds of altitudes. There's one from sea level and one from land level, right? So a lot of a lot of uh, pilots will set it to uh, what's called MSL, which is mean sea level, and then some uh, a lot of pilots will actually use uh, AGL above ground level as two different kinds of readings. And above ground level level is just a number that's relevant to MSC, the uh, the the mean sea level. Basically, through satellites around the planet that are reading sea level, they come up with an average sea level that's used as a number in an equation in all aircraft around the world. And when they do that, that aircraft specifically stays at a specific height above sea level. Okay, so if if you're trying to get to 30,000 feet, you push in the MSC or the MSL, right, which changes minutely every day right because of tidal uh lunar tides and and whatnot uh sea levels in different areas of the world uh but anyways whatever the average of is of all the sea level readings in the world that's the number that you put in for that day then as you're flying your aircraft due to the altimeter measuring the altitude of your aircraft above sea level is making these minute changes every millisecond, every second, every 30 seconds. There's different reads at different time intervals uh, for different things. But basically what you're feeling due to your perception inside of an aircraft is that it's going straight, but it's not, it's actually taking around the curve. And you know, Dave, I'm not, I'm not talking to you specifically. I'm talking to People that are listening that might be flat earthers that are using this as uh, as an in, as a uh, a tool in their belt. It, it it doesn't work that way, okay. And the reason why we have this DAFCS, which is you know kind of backstepping a little bit here too, is that if you didn't have uh, AFCS and you didn't have the proper hydraulic pressures behind your flight controls when you took off, your wings would rip right off, okay. 
if you don't have any anything holding your 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 arm out, if you don't have the bones, your arm just flops down to the sides. The same thing with a fucking aircraft. Okay, you gotta have the, you gotta have the hydraulic pressure. Uh, I know that was long winded, but that is my explanation as to why that's a very silly uh, thing to talk about when you're a flat earther. <laughs> what exactly was that about again? I sorry, I got so the lost curvature. in the weeds there. The what curvature about? in if the no- nose has to be pointed up um, constantly, so you pitch it down. pointed down, so you don't go down. flying off. I could have saved you twenty minutes. Says a stupid argument, and any flat well, earther who says that doesn't, doesn't understand work. their own model. The, the, no. here's a problem, man. The big then, one of the, the biggest the problem problems is you have the biggest proponents in flat Earth, like David Weiss, believes that. And no, says no, that you, right absolutely, dude, hundred percent, Dave. That's I'm with problem. you, man. One of the biggest problems for any of these niche uh, conspiracy communities, right? Because that's the problem, right? When you talk about conspiracies in particular, it's so fractured within that that community, right? Any one of those niche communities inside of that, dude, the the biggest talking heads of those that people follow and listen to, even they say some of the stupidest shit, right? So that's the problem. The problem, again, is that people aren't, getting what is being said and that's why i said at the beginning i didn't want to get stuck in the weeds because again we'll we'll do this for days and days and days talking about each individual little thing that's why is it flat or why is it not flat the point is the information that we have about what we live on is filtered through something that we you guys have already said 10 times right some filter that we don't trust in so many other ways and there's no way for us to verify this outside of going through that filtered information. That's all this comes down true. to. True. Very true. This concludes part one of our Flat Earth Conversation with Declassified Dave. Join us next week for part two. And thank you for joining us down this path of the infinite rabbit hole. Bye. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.